Welcome to Talking Facts, and thank you for tuning in to Cancer Conversations on Talking Facts, a podcast collaboration between the University of Kentucky Markey Cancer Center and the UK College of Agriculture, Food and Environment's Cooperative Extension Service. We will share with you the latest developments in cancer prevention, diagnosis, treatment, and research from the experts at Markey Cancer Center, Kentucky's only National Cancer Institute designated cancer center. Talking Facts is hosted by the UK Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I am pleased to have joined me, Dr. Emily Marsinkowski of the University of Kentucky Marquee Cancer Center. Welcome, Emily. Hi, thank you. Today's topic, I think, is one that might resonate with many of our listeners that you are actually, your area of specialty focuses on breast cancer and breast cancer treatment. If you could just kind of kick us off today talking a little bit about breast cancer, just the prevalence rates that we might experience, especially in Kentucky. Sure. So uh, breast cancer is diagnosed in about one in eight women. That statistic is national as well as in Kentucky. One of the most common types of cancers that we see in women. Just from that statistic alone, we know that um, many, many families, many households will be touched by some way, shape, or form by breast cancer. And so knowing um, with that knowledge, if a family or a woman does have a breast cancer diagnosis, what are general recommended treatments? So it's, it's kind of multifactorial. It's, it depends on the patient's stage and then how they feel about their breast. Breast cancer is not a cancer that's solely treated with surgery alone. We treat breast cancer with multiple different modalities such as chemotherapy, endocrine or hormonal therapy, as well as radiation. Uh, if a woman has been diagnosed with breast cancer from your uh, field of expertise as a surgical oncologist, can you tell us about the surgical options that an individual would have? Sure. So in, in breast cancer surgery, um, one of the reasons that I like my job is that there are options for patients. It depends on how the patient uh, one, how her the size of her tumor, but also how the patient feels about her breast. In early stage breast cancer, women have the option of having breast conservation therapy, which is a lumpectomy where we remove the tumor but leave the breast behind. The patient then goes on to get uh, whole breast radiation, or they can have a mastectomy where we remove the breast in its entirety. And the important thing to know between the two of those is that the survival is equal. Um, so there's really not a right choice. There's a right choice for each patient. How does she feel about her breast? Or does she does she like the shape of her breast? Does she like the contour of her breast, the way that her breast feels? That gives you the exact same survival as having a larger operation such as a mastectomy. I think that that's, that that's really interesting because just in, in my mind, being not well-educated on this subject matter, I would not have assumed that there was equal survival rates. And given that, as an individual receives a, a breast cancer diagnosis, can you share a little bit about the type of education that they might receive in terms of choices of treatment? So that's something I go over with my patients whenever they come to see me. I draw out pictures for them, and I draw out the different options and, and kind of in my own bad cartoons, um, I, I try to explain to them, you know, that the, it, it's really, we're treating the whole breast no matter what. We're either right. treating the whole breast by removing the cancer and then radiating the whole breast, or we're removing the entire breast. So we have 
25 years of data from clinical trials that that tell us that the survival is equal. So it's I think it's it's very important for me as a physician that my patients are informed on this and that they they are not misled to think that more surgery equals better survival because we know based off of science that it's not. It's the exact same same survival. And if someone does choose to have the entire breast removed, so that would be considered a mastectomy. Correct. And if they go that route, generally, and I realize it's going to be different due to different patients, but would there then be follow-up treatment such as chemotherapy after that? So it doesn't necessarily matter. In regards to chemotherapy, chemotherapy is a whole body therapy. So what I do to the patient is only localized therapy. But what we've learned through years upon years, decades of research is that breast cancer is a systemic disease. It is, you have to treat the patient's whole body. So it, it changing, you know, if a patient has a lumpectomy with radiation versus mastectomy, that does not change whether or not they will need chemotherapy. That is based off of the receptors that the tumor expresses. That's whenever age comes into play. A younger patient, we're more likely to give them chemotherapy just because they've got a longer life to live. And they also tend to have different, uh, more aggressive tumor types. Right. Also thinking about the idea of a mastectomy, mm-hmm. um, what about reconstructive surgery? Sure. So breast cancer reconstruction, uh, we've been doing reconstruction for years upon years now. And I think the earliest reports were sometime in the 80s. So it's an option for almost every patient. There are some patients who are too ill to undergo breast reconstruction because breast reconstruction adds time in the operating room, adds risk. And there are some patients that need to delay their reconstruction. We do a lot of reconstruction that is done immediately at the time of uh, the mastectomy or where we're removing the breast. But sometimes patients, it it needs to be delayed for, for other reasons. Does insurance typically cover reconstructive surgery? Great question. So um, a lot of my patients come in and think that, oh, I can't afford reconstruction. Well, if you have insurance, you can afford reconstruction because it's covered. So since 1998, there's been a law that actually protects women for this. It's called the Women's Health and Cancer Right Act, also known as Karen's Law. What that law states is that if an insurance company covers a mastectomy, they must also cover for reconstruction. So... That is for all insurance companies, private versus public. Now, public insurance is uh, Medicare is a national federal funded, uh, but Medicaid is state funded. So it's up to each state whether or not they cover for that reconstruction. In the state of Kentucky, it is covered. Okay, so that's great news. And in terms of um, reconstruction, are there different types of reconstructive surgeries available? There are different types of reconstruction. There are two different types. One is implant-based reconstruction where we're using implants like would be used in augmentation for reconstruction. There's also autologous or tissue-based where we use your own tissue, move it around, and then make that into a breast. So switching subjects just a little bit that I know one of our goals today with with our podcast was to um, share with our listeners additional information about breast cancer treatments as well as reconstruction. But also for our listeners, could we talk a little bit about early detection or if they suspect that they maybe they found a lump in their breast, what their next step should be and what they should do? Sure. So if you feel a lump in your breast, you need to go see your your primary care physician, or whether that be a 
family practitioner, an internal medicine, or OBGYN. The next step, depending upon your age, is usually some form of imaging modality. So women that are 30 or older, those women are usually going to start off with an, a mammogram. Women who are under 30, the usual imaging modality is an ultrasound just because their breasts are so dense and you can't reliably diagnose on mammogram. Right. And so typical recommendations for mammograms begin at age, age 40. And that is a, is it an annual? It's an annual. Current, that, that, that is our current recommendation. That really just encouraging women to be to be vigilant about their own self-care because I'm certain that early detection is certainly beneficial in terms of survival rates. That is true. So early detection saves lives. That's how, you know, over the past decades, the survival from breast cancer has greatly improved, and that's largely due to early detection. Emily, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing this information with our listeners. We appreciate you taking the time. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Cancer Conversations on Talking Facts. Our goal is to connect you with the latest advances in cancer research in the Commonwealth. If you enjoyed today's podcast and have a suggestion for a future show topic, please message us on the UK Markey Cancer Center Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash UK Markey or visit our website at markey.uky.edu for more information. You can find University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension programs at your local Extension office or online at fcs.uky.edu. Building strong families, building Kentucky. It starts with us. 